Hey everybody, hope you're doing okay. It's been a chilly day today, I think fall is in the air. Of course it's rained a little bit as well. But I hope y'all are doing well. And uh, heard the last couple of episodes, you, you hear the things that are talked about that are to- hot topics and churches. things that people don't wish would be topics. Uh, today, I think I'm going to call this one A Man on a Mission. And uh, we're going to talk about a guy in the Bible named John the Baptist. I don't know how much you know about John the Baptist, but he was kind of a radical of his day he was a cousin to jesus his mother elizabeth was uh, mary's cousin and um mary goes to see her when she's pregnant and the baby jumps for joy when she hears her voice um in her womb. It's a great story in in the Bible. But uh, John goes on to be one of the last great prophets, not one of, the last great prophet of the Old Testament. And you say the Old Testament Yes, because he is the last prophet who prophesies the coming of Christ. He precedes Christ. He's mentioned in the New Testament that he's the last prophet of the pre-Christ era. And... um, He's a man on fire. He's a man on fire. He's um He's just he's calling out anything. He's He's living it rough. You know, he lives out in the wilderness. He's um Eating locusts and hunting. Ragged clothes. And people coming by the crowds to hear him, to see him. He preaches repentance and and he baptizes people in repentance. Uh, he, He paves the way for Christ. But he's a man on a mission. key verse that I love is John 1 23 I'm the voice of the one crying in the wilderness make wait make straight the way of the Lord you know and he wasn't afraid he was bold 
He didn't fear anything. He didn't fear calling out sin or people or wrong actions. He he preached what was right. And that's what I want to get at in the podcast is that I've talked about this the last couple of days and I've talked with some of my friends who give me some little guidance and they're like, Chip, you're... You went past stepping on toes. Now you're crushing toes. But they say you're saying what nobody else will say. And that's right, you know. There's a lot of people out there that I've always said we got preachers that preach feel good theology. They preach the theology that brings the tithes and fills the pews. And if you look back, if you've really looked back, a, you know, a couple hundred years, um, that's pretty much what preachers have been doing. They preach feel-good theology. They preach, you know, repentance and, um, you know, staying away from sin and Alcohol, they love to talk about alcohol. But they don't they don't talk about the other stuff. They stray away from politicians. They stray away from what's on their doorstep because they don't want to make people mad. There's a church near me here. A preacher one time said uh, that they take everybody... And he doesn't worry about anything, and he preaches anything, he said. But he said, you got to remember, when you're sitting here judging somebody, when they come up to the altar and they ask for forgiveness, and they ask the Lord to forgive them of their sins, and they name their sin in front of the church. And he said, people sit there in the, those judging looks and condemning eyes, holier-than-thou attitude, he said, the truth is, what are those people doing at home that they're not bold enough to speak about in church? What about the people that beat their wives or beat their children? The alcoholics, the drugs, pornography, gambling. It's all there. And see, that's the thing about the church. People don't understand is that we are a bunch of lost sinners looking for guidance. But what we don't want is feel-good theology. You know, sometimes we need to be told that we're doing something wrong and to get in our Bibles and to read. Sometimes we need to be told and reminded just how bad we are and how much grace God gives us. We don't need sugar-coated religion. You can get that on TV. And then the thing about it, when 
when you bring it up, like I bring it up or bring, confront these things that we need to do or ways to do it or, you know, that people want to hear it, then, then I'm the bad guy. But you know what? I'm kind of like John the Baptist. I don't answer to these people. I answer to God. And maybe I'm blessed in the fact that I don't have a physical church of my own to call home. Because I can preach what I want. And don't have to worry about a board of deacons firing me. And see, that's the deal with John the Baptist. You know, we see preachers on TV right now. They're they're preaching um, about politics and whatnot, and then people want to trash Christians. And but then a lot of preachers don't want to talk politics. They don't want to make their congregation mad. They don't want to lose half their congregation because they're the ones that write the checks. God forbid. You know, Jim, who has a big business in town and pays the light bill, don't want to make him mad. Who are you pleasing? Are you pleasing God or pleasing man? You can't serve God and man. John the Baptist was just that. He preached it. He preached it so hard, he preached it up to Herod. In Mark 16, I mean Mark 6, verse 17 through 19a, he says, It was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death. John is a beautiful story. He's a much overlooked guy in the Bible. People worry more about him. Camel hair and rope belt, clothing and eating wild locusts and honey than, than his boldness and his Zeal for God and God's Word. John's also the man that baptized Jesus. I think John is one of the greatest men in the New Testament Bible, New Testament, and most overlooked. I think he he's a trailblazer. And he, he preached it all the way up to Herod. He didn't hold back. And it cost him his life. Because later, Herod had him beheaded. You need to go read all these stories about John in, these, in the, uh, in the uh, Gospels. But not many preachers today are willing to fall on their sword for God. They'll fall on their sword for somebody who tithes. 
They'll fall on their sword for their pulpit. They'll fall on their sword to save face and, and to, to control their little flock. But they've forgotten their calling. You know, that calling is, is everything. It doesn't say, i.e., what, you know, what hurts your feelings, you don't have to talk about it, or what you find sensitive, you don't have to talk about it. We should be stepping on toes. We should be preaching it non-stop. You know, verse that I live by is 2 Timothy 4th chapter, verse 2. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Rebuke Correct and encourage with great patience and teaching. And then it goes on to verse 3. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, exercise self-control in everything, endure hardship, and do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. We could set this world on fire if people would do what they were called to do. Maybe we need to third great awakening pulled up this little app today app um, talking about John um, says our creator's law does not permit rulers and other wielders of influence to break his law with impunity preachers are duty bound to be a prophetic witness against the sins of national leaders calling them to repentance as quickly as they would implore those who are powerless to forsake their sin. Man. It says, Under the terms of the New Covenant, the church is not to exercise the state's calling to bear the sword against evildoers. Meaning, we're not supposed to go out and, you know, do the executions for the government. That does not mean, however, that the church is to be silent when it comes to politics and national leadership. In a spirit of humility, the church is to preach against the sins of the state and call both leaders and citizens to repentance. And maybe I'm starting a movement, I don't know, but there's a few of us that have the strength to do it and aren't afraid of 
people. I challenge you. Stick to the word. Do what is right. Discern what is right. Preach truth. And if it hurts somebody's feelings, well, we're sorry. The world is changing, and it needs God in it. People keep talking about this could be the end of it. Well, it could not be the end of it. Maybe this could be a great awakening that we need to pray and preach and call people to repentance. And I hope that's what it is. I hope this world takes a turn for my children and my grandchildren. But it needs people to pray and preach the truth to people that they meet. And this is Pastor Chip. I hope you all have a great day. I hope you have a great weekend. Be safe. Whatever you do, be safe. Protect your family. Protect your loved ones. Protect yourself. And I'll catch up with you guys next week. God bless each and every one of you.